A very good morning, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of our show, The Open Book. Now, um, well, right here it is Thursday morning. If you listen, if you're listening to us live on uh, on Cliff Central, but uh, whatever day that you are in, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it because we know that His mercies uh, endure forever, and that they are new. Every single morning. So I think, you know, if you woke up today and you're still breathing, uh, you must know that, you know, that, uh, that God still has a purpose for you. Um, so, so yeah, brighten up and, uh, and enjoy the show with us. Uh, this is the open book. Um, the open book deals with the fact that there are just so many issues that, um, that Christians have to deal with on a daily basis. And we can listen to, we can listen to as many, um, to as many, uh, to, to as many people giving us advice or, um, or we can read so many books, but at the end of the day, we need to come back to get an answer from the Constitution, which is the Bible. So we're going to deal on those issues, and I think it's really just sort of up to you to take this and, um, and to make an informed decision on what it is that you're going to, um, you know, the, the, what you, you can actually make a choice on, uh, on, 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 on what, you, what it is that you're going to do in terms of your life. Now, today I've got a very interesting, very interesting uh, subject indeed. But uh, before I go into that, I want to just, you know, just um, just speak about uh, just speak about the fact that the fact that um, we have. Well, well, for those of you who don't know, actually, here it is. Okay, let me start again. So it's only my second show, so I'm just still kind of getting into this. Um, we have we have different, you know, like there's so many phrases and words that um, that we as Christians use in our daily lives and um and if you're always in a christian circle you'll 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 kind of get used to these as if it's just a normal way of speaking but uh, to the person outside there they probably don't know what it is that you that you're talking about and we've come to call this language christianese you know it's the things that it's the things that we talk about that uh, that only means something to us but really kind of nothing else to anybody out there now these are usually derived of words and phrases um that um such as such as such as blessed you know we use words like blessed we use words like uh, like sanctified we use words like glory and um and some of the and uh, and and we also use the word um what other word is there like we use the words like, you know, like anointed, like, you know what, Janine, Janine Price is one of my guests today. It's like, you know what, there was really an anointed performance that you did today. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what does that actually really mean? But I want to take the word blessed, for instance. Um, I'll go on Twitter um, and, uh, and I'll see a message that says, my new car arrived today, hashtag, I'm blessed. So does that mean that just because I don't have a new car and I've been praying for a car that I'm not blessed? We've we've got we've actually got to kind of go back and and uh, and see what the Bible says about about this word blessed so that we don't use you know words like that out of context. And this takes me straight to Matthew to Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus is doing a sermon on the mount. And and he says the following. He says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted." It says, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers, and uh, one that we never like to hear as Christians is, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. In other words, for those who stand for the truth, and thus they are persecuted. Um, we've got to just think of the, of, the, of the disciples, the fact that each of them died a horrible death, standing up for something that they believed in. 
So blessed in this context doesn't say anything about about the hard workers, doesn't say anything about those who've just received new cars mm-hmm. or even those who have won awards. Oh, I've just won an award today. Ah, oh, praise God, I am blessed. So have we maybe have we maybe missed the true meaning of what it is to be blessed? Or rather, have we missed the true meaning of all these words that we just so loosely throw around? I don't know. I guess uh, it would probably be a subject for another day and something that we need to speak about and bring out at, at another time. So with these misconceptions today, I want, to, I want us to focus on a word, and this word is worship. Exactly what, what, worship, what worship means. Because before I, you know, before I, 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 I started reading my Bible, yes, I was a Christian, but there are many Christians who don't actually go and open this book. This is called the open book. Many Christians don't actually go and open this book to learn something about it. I thought that worship was, um, was, you know, it was, it was only what, you know, it meant things that are done only at a church service. Um, it even meant idolization. It meant prayer or even religion. That's why I'll be like, yeah, let's go to a place of worship. We, we sometimes would call a church a place of worship. But, um, the Bible says this about worship. And, um, in Romans chapter 12 verse 1, it says, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. In other words, offering everything that you are as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So worship is actually offering your everyday life to God. The, the message Bible says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday life, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work. For some of you, maybe, you know, um, who get stuck in traffic and, uh, and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. This is your true and proper worship. So yeah, welcome to the open book. And today our subject is worship as a lifestyle. We just got a message on our WeChat from Nathan. Nathan says, thank God for your show, Loy. I think Nathan knows who I am because not a lot of people call me Loy. <laughs> and he says, help, capital letters, H-E-L-P, help, my girlfriend, whom I love dearly. But lastly, she's under the impression that God is punishing her. Does God punish us? I've got, um, I've got Pastor Johan Breda in the house today. And uh, I'll ask him that question. I'll ask him that question a bit, you know, like a little bit later on. Um, so Nathan, yeah, just keep it, uh, just keep it locked and, um, and we'll give you the answer to your question. You know, does God punish? Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Uh, our subject, our, our subject today is worship. It's, uh, it's worship as a lifestyle. The first time, the first time I came across, you know, I came across the word, um, the word worship was in, in the music context. Um, cause I believe, I believe that, you know, um, that that it's in a time of worship and music is one of the tools that we've been given in order to worship God and that it's in a time of worship that we connect with God because in everything that glorifies God um God God shows up you know because when when uh when blessings go up 
praises come down and that God, you know, inhabits the praises, which is worship. God inhabits the praises of his people. So it's in a time when we give ourselves to God that God is magnified in our lives. Um, once again, another, another Christianese word, magnified. What does the word <laughs> magnified actually means? Does that, does it mean that God gets bigger? No. Um, if you look any, if you look at anything through the magnifying glass, it doesn't change what the subject looks like, it just makes the subject clearer to you. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you know, God's get revealed in our eyes, you know, to us in a time, um, in a time, in a time, in a time of worship. And, uh, speaking about, speaking about music, I've got, uh, a, 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 a good friend of mine, a great friend of mine, actually. Um, her name is, her name is Janine Price. You know, Janine has been such an inspiration in my life, uh, since the time that I, that, that I was called to, to, to do to do worship music, I remember us sort of you know standing at the back, um, about to go on and worship, and I'll be asking Janine all these questions. So what do I need to do at this point? And Janine has has all the answers because she has <laughs> because she has so much experience as a, as um as a as a worship you know as a worship leader. She's a she's a singer songwriter. She's great on the piano, um, and also a a great singer. Um, she's uh, she's a she's a mother to four. Really? I mean, even just this morning, she had to go drop off four of her kids to school. I've got one who doesn't go to school, and for me, it's kind of like that's already a lot of work. Now, imagine now when we start when we start school with just that one, and we're hoping for another one. But anyway, I guess Janine will be there to answer all my questions. Thank you, Nini. Welcome, welcome, Janine, to Thank open you. to the open door. Oh, so cool, man! Congratulations on the great show. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, Janine, first question: What does it mean? Um, what does it mean to be a worship leader? Well, I, I think, uh, first of all, the term worship leader is, is, I think, a term that's quite widely used and um, mm-hmm. maybe not always uh, uh, in, con- in connection with the Bible. You don't see that term worship leader in the Bible, actually. Yeah. Um, what they do talk about is maybe a song leader. Um, and I think um, being a worship leader is just basically someone that has a vision of, in, in, in a service uh, and with music related, has a vision of where that journey is taking you to. You know, kind of, um, if you look at, at the Bible where it says the people come in from wherever they are. So you have people on, uh, on all walks of life that come into church and mm. you kind of got to have the ability to gather them all in one mind mm-hmm. and to kind of start making this journey, um, which the end result is always to meet with God and, and, and to have a time in his presence. And that is where we become fulfilled and, and a lot of our questions are answered and, 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 and we find hope and we, yeah. f- we, we find hope again, you know, and I think that's so crucial in life. And so a worship leader or a song leader is just maybe someone that knows the road. Yeah. They, they have the map. They're standing with the map and they kind of go, I know where we should go and, and let's, let's walk this way. And so I think it, it's very, it's a very simple thing, you know, uh, I think there are obviously some skills and things involved with that, but, I do believe that it, it it is just a really simple thing, you know. Mm, mm. And how I mean, like, how does um, does a worship leader's life sort of differ to to the to the congregates? In other words, the people who are being led in worship. Um, how can one know that? Okay, cool. I think I think I am. Or, I mean, like, how can one prepare to become a worship leader or song leader, as you put it? Yeah, um, uh, to be a worship leader, first of all, you got to understand that we are all worshippers. So mm. there's nothing that's different from from me and you, or the person that's maybe sitting in their car listening or uh, in church. You know, it's we are we are all worshippers. You know, and um, 
uh, I think that you got to look at the task of being a worship leader and the lifestyle of a, of a worshiper. Mm. When you are tasked to be a worship leader, there's obviously a lot of preparation and things that goes uh, uh, into it. And, and, and like I said about the vision is that you got to understand where you want to take the people, you know. Um, a lot of times, uh, you know, you often have to be in a time of prayer and, and, and kind of, you know, kind of speaking to God about, you know, what is he trying to say to us? You know, is there a specific message that, that he wants to bring across to, to the people? And, and then that's up to you to basically be in a place where you're prepared enough to actually, you know, bring that message, message across. Um, so, yeah, I think the preparation, the difference between mm. the two is, is, is maybe just in the preparation and, and the function of a worship leader more than, than a worshiper, you know? Yeah. And also, and then, um, how important is it? How important is the leading? I mean, who, who leads and guides you? How do you know whether, okay, cool. Um, the Holy Spirit is saying that I need to now do this, for instance, you know, because, because all the worship, all worship leaders out there, they want to know that they're doing the right thing that God is saying that they need to do. So what is it that, um, that they must do in order to follow, you know, to make sure that they're doing exactly what the Holy Spirit is, Holy Spirit is leading them to do? Well, ultimately, you know, you, you want to give glory to God. Yeah. And if whatever you are busy doing is, is pointing to Him, then I think that, that, that is, that is the goal always, you know, but I think maybe a lot of times we have people up there that are looking for something for themselves, you know, and they're trying to, uh, to manufacture something or they're trying to maybe put on a show or, or, you know, look at it more from a professional perspective. The thing at the end of the day is if it points to God, if it glorifies God, or if it makes him great in our lives yeah. in that moment, that is the purpose. That yeah. is the success. That is when you know, you look, I can drop the mic now and I can walk off stage because people are seeing God. They're not seeing me anymore. Absolutely. And yeah. I guess, you know, and, and I guess the best way that people can, can see God is if you sing the truth. Yeah. I just find if you it live like, it, you know, if you live yeah. the truth, if you sing the truth, you speak it and you live it. You know, I yeah. think that there's, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of that, that, that's contradicting. You know, people yeah. say, well, I worship God. And then on Monday morning, hey, yeah, the week <laughs> starts and it's a completely different story. But, you know, really to be, to be a worship leader for me personally mm. is to be a worship leader in my home. You know, and, and honestly, last night when I was thinking about these things, I, I, I just thought, you know, God, I, I need to, I need to scratch up on, on, on this year in my life. Mm, you know, right. um, we sometimes forget, you know, that it's not just a thing you do out there on a Sunday morning or whenever you, you on stage. Yeah. It's something that we live, you know, and, um, that's always the challenge. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I know, I know of non-Christians who want to become Christians. Um, guys will say, yeah, you know, the thing is I go to church and I see all these people acting also, also mm. perfectly before God and then come Tuesday. That same person who invited me to church is acting, you know, like is acting different as somebody else. Mm. And whereas like, you know, um, I believe that, I believe that the service, the gathering of the saints, here's another <laughs> Christianese thing, the gathering of the saints, um, is supposed to, it's supposed to prepare us to be able to live out that worship during the week. Mm. Um, it's sort of like, you know, when the Bible speaks about the fact that, you know, faith without works is, is, is sort of useless. Mm. It's not saying that you need to add works to faith, but what it's saying, but, 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 but what it's saying is that if you have faith, it's supposed to lead to you live, um, I mean, like living a righteous, you know, living Absolutely. a righteous, living a righteous life. And is it, is it our, you know, is it, um, I mean, as a worship leader, you know, myself, um, when people obviously don't go, don't go on to grow, uh, do we need to take responsibility for that? 
Do you uh, do you mean that when people uh, as worship leaders don't grow? Or no, no. What, what I mean is that like uh, obviously the, the, the congregate oh, right, is, yes, is not yes. is not is not growing. Do we need to take? Yeah. Well, I think you you just you need to look at you know what if what did you experience in the presence of God? Because if you are not being changed, if you if you're in a, a worship session and God is not busy dealing with you. Yeah. Then I, I would doubt what your purpose was for that. Because you cannot, you cannot be in a place where God is and He's busy speaking to you and touching you and edifying you and lifting you up and walk out the same. I mean, Absolutely. how, how, how is that possible, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, a lot of times that, you know, in the week maybe we, our vision becomes clouded, you know, you, you surrounded by a lot of stress and, 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 and issues in your life and, and sometimes we forget where our strength comes from, you know. And I believe that's in those moments where, where you need to kind of turn back and go, well, hang on a minute. Let me just, let me just find out where I'm at and, and, and find out where God is in my life right now. And I believe that at that moment right there, that's worship. Mm. It's where you're kind of centering yourself back to where, to where God is, you know, and, and, and the peace that, that He gives us in that troublesome situation. Mm, mm. Uh, um, and that moment where you can just kind of be still and say, God, I know you, you, you got my back. You, you got this. Yeah. And that truly is the crux of worship right there. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, worship, worship is a lifestyle. Um, it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just up to the guys sing, as, uh, as, as standing, no, not up to the Janines, mm. uh, standing up on the, <laughs> yes, on the please. stage. Let me use another Christianese word. Standing up on the platform and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and leading worship. The thing is, you know, um, everybody's being led to worship. Um, mm. that's what, you know, th- that's what the book of Romans 12 verse 1 that I read earlier on, uh, kind of tells us that everybody, all of us are actually worshipers. I know I don't want to expand too much in it because I know that Pastor Johan Breda, um, has prepared a lot for us. So I don't want to kind of take words out of your mouth, but you know, this is a subject that is just so vast because it doesn't only deal with aspects of our life. You see, you see, worship is not an event. It's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's what we do. It's what we were made for. Um, so, um, just after, just after this, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna bring, uh, Pastor Johan Prada into the conversation. Um, yeah, so stick with us. Lifestyle of worship, <laughs> right here on Cliff Central. Come on, um, get in touch with us. Our number uh, is zero eight six one triple five one eight nine, or on Twitter at cliffcentral.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Cliff Central. But otherwise, uh, we get your your immediate messages when you send them to us on the uh, and the WeChat ID is Cliff Central. And we do have some messages that are coming through, which I'll get to them just um, just a bit um, just a little bit later. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you my, 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 my history 
you know, with worship. Mm-hmm. I've always, you know, coming up and growing up in the church, I've always believed that at some point I will actually do gospel music. I know that a lot of guys, they start off with gospel. Like if, if you speak to, to many, um, to, to, to many, to, to many singers out there, even guys, you know, in the, in the secular market, they'll say, yeah, I started singing off at a church. I mean, take mm-hmm. Katy Perry. For instance, it's like what? I mean, if Katy Perry could have started off at a church, um, then then I guess anybody could have, you know, like um, it, it's no surprise that so many people started off at church. So, but for me, it was kind of the other way around. I knew that, you know, um, this is what I've been called to do, and that one day, I'll actually I'll actually do that. But I just didn't feel that obviously that it was time during my um, during my career in music. It's been about sixteen years now. But in twenty ten. I was sitting at church and Pastor Ray was up there and he said, um, if any of you feel that you are called, um, you are called to the ministry. In other words, to serve at a church, whether to sing, um, to sing as part of a band, um, whether to preach, whether to, um, to be a counselor. I, I suggest that right now that you go to Bible, you know, to, to, to Bible school. Um, and then my question was, yeah, but if I'm going to do it later, why should I do it now? And funny enough, he actually answered me right away. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Like a church where like someone speaks, it's like they're just speaking directly to you and answering your questions as you're answering them. And he said, um, he said, so that by the time you start, you are equipped for what it is that you're going to do. So there I went to put my hand up. I was like, I don't know where I'm, where I'm going to get the time to do this. And off I went to, uh, to, to, to Rema Bible School. And, uh, the class that I was taking up was called a heart of worship because I wanted to learn about this worship. I believe that, um, music is threefold. Um, it is, it is, it is the theory. It is the practical theory as in like learning, you know, how to read and write. Uh, there's the practical side to it, like practicing and playing your instrument and singing. But then there's also the spiritual side to it, to it, which is, which is the word. And you need to be well equipped in all three of those areas in order to, to, uh, to do your job well. Um, so, so there I was in, uh, in, in, in Heart of Worship about to learn about worship. And on that first day, I was like, man, I think God tricked me into something. Here I am. I thought that I was going to come to improve in worship, but he's saying that no, I need to improve my lifestyle because worship is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And here today, I'm very honored to actually have my lecturer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, who was part of the trick that God was playing on me. Um, Pastor Johan Breda, he's the pastor of, um, of, of a church called The Gathering. And, um, and, and really just a prominent worship director and worship leader himself. A great, a great bassist, um, very musical family. Um, that I, I don't think he came from a musical family like I did, but his entire family is musical. Um, for any of you guys who know, um, who know, um, What's the name again, your son? Legan. Oh, Legan. How can I forget Legan? <laughs> Legan, um, Legan played drums for me in, uh, in, uh, um, at my, at, at both my DVD recordings and we've been traveling, you know, been traveling South Africa, South Africa together. Um, he's actually probably the top drummer that there is now. Um, actually he's a, he's a drummer on, he's a drummer on idols. So one of the best. And obviously Whitney as well, uh, Legan's younger sister, who's equally talented. All came from the seed of this man right here, <laughs> Pastor Johan Breda. Thank you so much for making the time to be here. Such an honor to be here. Um, uh, I, I am very blessed to be in, in, in this room, especially with uh, one of my two favorite worshippers at the moment <laughs> in my life. One that I've, uh, Janine, obviously she knows, uh, I, it goes without saying, we've worked together for for a couple, couple of years and uh mm. Uh, I, 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 it's like as if this was yesterday when I saw it for the first time and 
when we did this uh, downtown video in, in, I don't know if she can remember, in an old dilapidated building in Johannesburg downtown oh with Trevor Sampson. That's, yes, I remember <laughs> that. Of course. That's and she had on this, I mean, yeah, I see this big blue eyed uh, girl uh, <laughs> with an African dress. Yeah, and I tend and to do that every now and then. <laughs> I get introduced to Janine Price, and I'm, and okay, Janine Price, uh, this white girl, and uh, then she opens her mouth. Wow! Then I knew it was a white girl trapped in a black body. A white girl trapped. A black girl trapped. A black girl trapped in a white <laughs> white body. Because she got the and soul. My she goodness. got the soul. That's and uh, I am I'm honored and. Uh, Equally honored to be here with you, Louisa. Yes, Pastor. Awesome show. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, it's an honor to be here and just to be a part of what God is doing in your life and in Janine's life, you know. And yeah. yeah well, I mean, we. I feel like we're a part of what God was doing in your life because without I, you, I wouldn't have been totally where I am right now. Okay. Enough. 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 <laughs> yes. Enough about all of that, you know. Um, Pastor Pastor Jay, what does um, what does worship what does worship mean to you? Well, uh, like we've all said a couple of. T- Times now really worship number one is a, is a lifestyle. I mean, it's it's it goes without saying. One thing that I've I've learned uh, in my in my years of, of worshiping and and understanding the word of God for what it is, is as the one thing that stands out for me as as where I think we've lost it in in terms of worship is the fact that a worshiper number one needs to be a seer. A seer. A seer. Would you mind explaining what that? <laughs> what that means is you need to understand that you are a prophet. Okay. Before you're a singer. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to the book of Chronicles, you'll see there when David spoke about Asaph. Yeah. He spoke of him as a seer, as a, as a prophet. And so it's important that when you are called to the ministry of, of worship, that you need to understand that God actually places the people that you are leading into worship into your hands. Mm. In other words, when you do go into that, 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 Atmosphere of worship You need to understand That people come in there With different needs Mm -hmm. And when they come in To those different You Have the answers Mm. Of those that come in Because If people come into a service Or a gathering As we I'd like to call it Yeah It's it's, it's People come there Because they want Their needs met And if you As a lead worshipper Don't know what God is saying Concerning that session it's going to be difficult. People are going to leave the way they've come into that place. Absolutely. You know, I believe that um, we're not b- 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 because you, um, w- when I do my R and B or pop sets, I go there and I kind of read what um, what it is that uh, you know that people are going to go crazy about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. we make yeah. that mistake, you know, yeah. at the time of worship. So yeah, you kind of be like, you know what? Mm. Okay, cool. Uh, let me not do this next song I was going to do right now. Let me do another song because I think I know. Yes. I think I know these kind of people. Yes. Mm. Um, maybe I read them wrong before yes. before I got on mm. here, but I think they are these kind of people. And whereas, mm. like, um, and obviously just dealing with you know, just dealing with with with. With worship music, yeah. mm. um, the fact is, if we actually declare, you see, the thing is, the word is eternal. Yes, um, the word is not in this in this realm, in this mm. like time realm that we're in, yep. but it's eternal. What it what it said about God, which is what we're singing about, mm. it also says about God Correct. on what He is going to yeah. become. Mm. So I guess you know when you say that we are worshippers in that sense, it means that I mean, like for instance, like when we sing about what God has done, mm-hmm. it'll, it 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 is also speaking about what God will, will do. do. 
exactly. and because and because his word will always come true. So I guess mm. in that sense we are declaring the future. Yeah. And um and therefore yeah, I guess I can understand why you actually say that we are prophets. Yeah. I mean and it no it's a mind that we need to adapt Absolutely. as um as as worshippers. Actually all people, you know, I believe that like all people should speak of course. The word. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, to your children speak the word because yep. at that time you're becoming a pro- you know, you're becoming a prophet. 100%. You know? But I'm not the pastor here, you are, so let me ask you. Can I just yeah. say yeah. something on, yeah, on, 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 on what he said? I, I think that's fabulous. I, I think in the same breath, you kind of got to be in a place because I think a lot of times it can be overwhelming to get into a place and think, wow, I've got to try and answer everyone's question mm. here, you know? Yeah. And I've got to try and fulfill in all these needs. And, and I think, What's cool about that is that you can let that whole pressure go, you know, mm-hmm. and actually see it more as you are kind of like a channel, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. who is ready to do the prophet work. Exactly. You know, to stand in a gap where you are like, okay, what is it, Holy Spirit, that you are saying to me right now for mm-hmm. your people, you know, and, 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 and if we can live our lives like that, not just on a stage, but literally the minute you get off the stage and actually start living that life yeah. of God, you know, this person sitting right next to me right now, you know, maybe, th- maybe they're in a financial like crisis. Mm. Maybe it, it'll just take maybe you, you know, taking 500 rand from your pocket and say, Hey dude, you know, let me just put this in your hand and you know, whatever, you know, or, or the person that's needy on the street or that's, that's where worship is in action. Absolutely. Worship in action is where we are starting to make a difference in other, where we forget about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we are busy focusing on the people around us that, that have needs. Because how can God live on this earth? He lives through us. Yes. Absolutely. So, yep. so if you don't go and live this worship life, then, okay, I'm asking, what are you doing then? Absolutely. And okay. I mean, you know, um, coming back to my, to my, to my point again of, of how God actually didn't want to improve the way that I sing, but he wanted to, you know, he was wanted to improve Be. the way that I live. Yes. Um, yeah. Which means that it is, you know, it was not about it was not about God improving what I do on stage, but about what I do off stage. Exactly. So, and isn't it funny that the minute you fix that, that your that your thing that the thing on stage just shot up. It Absolutely. was. It became. It became like ten times better. Yeah. Why? Because worship comes from home. It comes from your life. Yes. It doesn't live on a stage. Mm. Yeah. It comes from your heart. It's your heart connecting to God. And when that thing is correct, you can literally stand on a stage and sing Nkosi Sikilele and the presence the of presence God will be yeah. there. Absolutely. Because <laughs> it's your heart. Absolutely. It's our motive. God doesn't look at your actions. He looks at what you do. Absolutely. Your heart. Your heart. Yeah. What is your mo- is, heart saying? Yeah. You know, I went to a worship conference last year and, um, and obviously as a gospel singer, there were like all these guys that I, that I absolutely admire. And, um, and, and, and I went there to kind of learn, okay, cool. How did these guys, you know, do it to become so big in, in what they do and to do it so successfully? When I went there, those people that I really sort of admired, they weren't being treated like you and, and they weren't acting like some of our, you know, like, like some of our artists would, um, would act at, um, at award ceremonies. They didn't have no, no bodyguards. They didn't shun people off. They were serving food. They were mm. cleaning the place. And I saw right now, I, I looked and I said, you know what? And, and sort of like God dealt with me because I looked at that and I was like, I don't need to improve the way that I sing or meet the right people. I need to improve the way that I, the way that I serve. Absolutely. Because these people, because the Bible says that, you know, those who, um, those who humble themselves 
will be exalted, mm-hmm. and those who exalt themselves will be will be yeah, humbled, that's and that's beautiful. a universal that's a yeah. universal thing. But that is why I'm so blessed, uh, you know, when it comes to the word of God and the, the, the and, and the worship factor, is that He says, "My yoke mm-hmm. is easy, and my burden is light." Yeah. Now, if God calls those things that He calls, He provides for. Mm. So that's the whole thing. That's the important things of being called to worship. Because mm. whatever is needed while you're worshiping will be supplied because you've been called to do that very thing. That is so true. Because he says, my yoke, because my calling upon your it life should will be, be easy. Yeah. It must be in a place of rest, you know, Absolutely. where you realize it's not you doing it. 100%. It's, it's, it's God living through you. And I think it connects a lot with the fact that you do what you love and you love what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, like for mm. instance, our engineer here today, Duncan, he's such a cool guy. Mm. Um, he, you know, he, he loves what he does and, yeah. and he puts his heart and soul into it, you mm. know, and then actually, you know, uh, kind of bettering yourself in that area becomes easy and becoming more effective in that area becomes easy. Why? Because you love it. Yeah. You want to learn more. You yeah. want to do better, you know, yep. and I think it's the same for us that, that are in worship, you know, when your heart is in it. You man, hey, this this is not a problem. This is not mm. difficult, man. This yeah. is just like this is like breathing. That reminds Easy. me. That reminds me of when we you and I flew to <laughs> Mtata <laughs> in, yes. in that plane, uh, Ceph oh. Air plane, man, yeah. with all the, the propellers. All the flights to Mtata. It was crazy. <laughs> I was so scared. My, My goodness. goodness. Yeah. I mean, it it felt like the plane's gonna go down any minute. And how was your landing, by the way? Uh, no, it was actually good, the landing, but the yeah, flight yeah. was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. Really windy. But uh, I, I rested in the fact that I knew that God has, you know, called us to go to yeah. Mtata. So he'll take us to Mtata. Absolutely. Regardless of the flight. Yeah. If we yeah. crashed, we probably would have walked there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Pastor Jay, Pastor Jay, coming back to you. Um, yes, sir. I, I meant just kind of dealing with, you know, with scriptures in the Bible that mm. speak about worship. Yep. And... Um, and there's one, there's one part where Jesus is speaking to the woman, to the woman at the well. I think she was yeah. a Samaritan. And he says, um, God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit mm-hmm. and, and truth. Yeah. And then I think it does actually says that, you know, like there, you know, a time will come when those who worship him will worship him in spirit and truth. Yeah. Um, I like to believe that. We are living in that time Amen. But maybe some of us have sort of You know, we don't really quite understand What it means by that You know, this yeah. Christianese uh, <laughs> verse Needs some explanation Would yeah. you mind just expanding on that? Yeah, I think uh, uh, Like like you rightfully said in that uh, Scripture is obviously found in John 4 mm-hmm. uh, 23 And it says But the, the hour has uh, uh, The hour is coming Right? And now is, is. Yeah Amen And so I, I, I believe that You know, our prep and I, I mean, I was at Rama for 30, best part of 32 years. Wow. And, uh, and now I became a pastor after that. And all of those 32 years, I believe God has prepared, yeah. preparation for what, what Man, I'm doing so now. I've still got another and, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and so the, 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 the amazing part is, is when the Bible speaks about, but the hour is coming. Mm. The Bible speaks about the, that God has called you for a time such as this. this. Yeah. Amen. Then he also says that those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So the question is, how do you wait? Yeah. How do you wait? What do you do while you're waiting? The Bible says that if you want to be great in heaven, you need to be a servant. Uh, uh. 
You need to be a servant. That's what he says. And so that's one thing that we find hard to do as, as worshipers. You know, we want to get born again today and be on stage tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But, but the thing is here, yeah, God is looking for true worshipers. Mm. How do you be, how do you become a true worshiper? Yeah. How do you it become starts, a true worshiper? It starts by knowing him for who he is. Yeah. Because how do you worship something that you, or someone that you don't know? Yeah, because you start, you know, because you start declaring exactly. who it is, and 100%. that is through your worship. That is worship. We got a, a, we got a call coming in. Okay. You guys will probably know who this, who this is. Let me surprise them. Um, hello, sir. Good morning. It's so good to hear you talk about a very important subject. Thank you so Thank much. You. And who, are we, who are we speaking to? I want to just surprise my guest here. My name is Trevor Sampson. Oh, yes, oh, my goodness. <laughs> good morning, Trevor. Hi, Trevor. <laughs> How's it yeah, going? Well, well I, uh, I I just feel prompted to just just uh, phone in to encourage you to continue to encourage the people out there, and not just musicians, everyone who loves Jesus to continue to stay in love with Him because that's what worship's about, you know, really yeah. giving back to Him what's 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 uh, rightfully His. Amen. Yeah. Our love, our attention, our time, our life. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for calling in, Trevor. I know that is a great, you know, he's a good friend of, My goodness. of you guys, and you've worked <laughs> with him a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, God bless you in all your initiatives. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Really appreciate the call. Love you, Really appreciate the call. So yeah, on the subject, um, on the subject of worship, uh, worship as a lifestyle. Actually, worship has no other place but to be a lifestyle. Um, <clears throat> Uh, we think that, okay, cool, I'm gonna go to church, I'm gonna worship God, and then, he, and then I'm cool with Him, and then I can go and just, live and just life. live my life. Yeah. Uh, we think that that's what sacrifice is. Uh, the Bible says that, um, you know, mercy, was it mercy is better than sacrifice? Sacrifice? sacrifice. Or, um, obedience is better obedience, than sacrifice. Yeah. Sorry. Obedience, yeah, <laughs> obedience is better than, is, yeah. is better than sacrifice. Yeah. In other oh. words, how we live a life of obedience mm. is, um, is, 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 is way more important to God than mm. than just doing all these rituals yeah. of yeah. worship yeah. and then going out. I mean, I have um, I've known of people who were like who were like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna go to um, I'm gonna go to church now um, and then I'm all good. Or I'm gonna go to uh, to mosque and then mm. and then I'm all good. I'm gonna go partying up. Um, mm. n- nothing wrong with partying, mm. you know. Don't mm. get me um, don't don't get me wrong. Mm. But I'm gonna go and do all sorts of wrong things over the weekend. But at least I've paid. My, mm-hmm. um, my, my, you know, I've paid my dues and so I'm all good with God. Um, God doesn't want us to just do rituals with Him. He wants to have a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And that, my dear friends, I believe is worship. Mm-hmm. It's to, mm-hmm. um, it's to honor Him for every single thing that we do. We've got another call, uh, Chris from Johannesburg. What's up, Chris? Hello, Chris, are you there? Chris. Hello, Chris. Huh. Okay, oh cool. Seem uh, we seem to have lost, we seem to have lost Chris there. Maybe he'll call us back again. Um, I want to come back to the question. Hopefully Nathan is still listening. Cause I said I was going to ask, um, Uncle Pastor Jay about this. I call him Uncle Jay. Mm-hmm. Cause I call him, you know, Dad Jay. Okay, cool. No, Chris is back. Before we get back to our question, uh, let's see if Chris is on the line. Hello, Chris. Hi, how's it going? Oh, uh, good, good. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be, uh, you know, full disclosure. Um, I'm not religious and, yeah. uh, I, I actually have a, a bit of a, uh, you know, a lot of questions regarding those in South Africa who claim to be so, um, particularly around critical thinking. Now, you mentioned some things that uh, um, slightly disturbed me um, that I think puts a lot of the things 
um, off the table. Uh, one, mentioning teaching your kids uh, Christianity or your beliefs at a young age, um, almost as something divine and special and um, part of your responsibility to God. But um, I would argue that perhaps we should wait until uh, kids are older um, when they have their full critical faculties to decide which religion and not be um, stuck, really, with the religion of their parents. Um, I, I find most Christians haven't read other religious texts. They are religious because of the, where, they, where they were born, um, these kind of things. So I'm interested to think, you know, why not give them chance to uh, fully embrace the world and then discover it not from a young age? Because if you can teach anybody from a young age, and, and they will believe throughout their life. And um, the other question, just in general, in critical thinking, um, yeah. The question that I always want to ask religious is, what would it take to change your mind? And if the answer is no, you automatically, um, I think, switch off a certain degree of your critical faculty. If there's nothing that's going to change your mind about that um, the Bible is the one true book, and you know that, um, that for me is uh, almost anti-scientific. And as a country, what are we supposed to do with a nation that believes in spirits that don't, doesn't require evidence? And this yeah. is a dangerous um, slope to go down. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely, thank you so much, Chris, for your um, for your question. I'd like to obviously, uh, you know, I'd like to take that on and do, and and I'll open it up to you know to the panel here if they have, um, if they want to add anything on. Um, you know, having grown up in a Christian family, um, I think it was I think for me it was good that my parents taught me what, what it is that they believed in. Um, there comes a point in everybody's life where they have to make a choice. Not everybody who's taught um, who's taught Christianity at a young age follows the religion through. Not everybody who's taught um, who's taught you know like who's taught um, who's taught any any other religion sort of follows that thing through. Um, I, you know, like at the same time, um, I, I believe that once you take on Christianity, even as a parent, you need to follow the rules of what Christianity says. So now the Bible says that you know, uh, lead your child in the way of the Lord, so that when they're older, they will not depart from it. So um, it is our as as Christians, it is. Um, we, you know, it is our responsibility. It is our responsibility mm-hmm. to do that. Absolutely. And um, but at the same time, you know, it's not going. You know, we're not going. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Why aren't you? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing this? I believe that the first, um, the first. The first thing we need to do as as Christians is to love, because God says that. I mean, because Jesus says that. A new commandment I give to you is that you love one another as I have loved you. So in other, um, so in other words, whether we're telling our children about God, whether we're living our lives, you know, like whether we're living our lives according to the Bible, if you take love out of it, that becomes religion. That's why I have friends who are not necessarily who are not necessarily um, Christians, but um, but you know, and and I speak about my Christianity to them, but the thing. Is I've always got to put love first because once I take love away from that, it is just pure religion. So I think for anybody who believes in anything, you need to do what um, what what your constitution, whether you know, whether it's the Bible, whether if you can call yourself a Muslim, you need to do what the Quran says because or else you are you are separated from that. You know. Now we believe in the Bible and um, and 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 that's what we're discussing. We're discussing on this show, which is called the Open Book. It's the Bible principles, and people can they can then just take those and then just do what they. Um, what they, you know, just just take from that and then make an informed decision. They're forward. That is because so many times people have spoken. You know, like um, so many times we hear different things on how it is that we that we need to live our lives. And and this show says let's let's get rid of all of that. Let's strip that away. What does the Bible say? 
What does the Bible say? You know, and mm-hmm. the Bible says, teach your child according to the ways of the Lord so that when they're older, they will not depart from it. So, um, thank you so much for that because I really believe that it's a question that a lot of people have of why should you, um, why should you Bible bash your children, you know, in terms of teaching them about God, that you teach them about life. We send them to school mm-hmm. every single day to learn about life. But, um, you know, I believe that, um, the, the, the home, You've got to teach your kids about your values and what it is that you're passionate about so that whatever they choose later on, they will also be passionate about the things that they believe in. So let's not stun to what people believe in. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that, it, I think it was a great question and, and I love the fact that, that people can actually relate to the show in, in all spheres of life. I, I have four kids obviously and, um, I think that it's very important that they understand other religions. It's very important that they know what is going on in the world. And, and that they, that they have a concept of, um, what other religions are about and what it is that, that sets their religion apart. Yeah. Um, because ultimately if you, if you don't believe in, in, in what you do, then, then there's no need really for it, you know. And I, I think that what's great for me when I, when I look at my, my girls are 16 and 15, um, um, we obviously did teach them the ways of the Bible and we are still doing that. But, we live in a society where all kinds of um, mindsets, not religions, and, and mindsets are out there. And it's up to that child to actually make their own choice. Yes, they might come back home mm. sometimes and ask, you know, mommy, what are you, what are you saying about this? Or how do you feel about that? And I can give my opinion, but ultimately that child's going to be left to make their own decision. So, uh, yeah. I th- and I think Absolutely. that's a great thing because yep. you want that child to, to be able to actually decide for themselves. Mm, you know, exactly. you don't want to force something yeah. down their throat. You know, you want, you want them to actually just live it for themselves. I think also, you know, like we teach our children, um, these things because this is the best thing that we believe in. So mm. we want to give them the very best of what we believe in. We don't want to mm. give them, uh, something that we don't kind of believe in just to mm. kind of make them happy. We want to give them the best that we have, mm. you know? That's why, um, you don't let your children always, you know, choose their school. Yeah. You yeah. tend them to the best school that you think is going to be best yeah, for them. Yeah, because you're the parent. Yeah, yeah because mm. you know, that is like you're the parent. When they're older, they can really just make their own decisions. Yeah, but that's why I love, I love what it says. It says train up a child mm. in the way that he should go. Yeah. And when he's older, he will not depart therefrom. In other words, he'll be able to make his own decision. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. You're training him. You're not telling him what to do. You're training him. And he can decide what he wants to do with the training. Mm. Absolutely. Thank and, you so much. And so that's, uh, we, that I, I often say to people that when I preach, I say, look, when I preach to you, I preach to you from a perspective of my final authority, the word being my final authority. But I'm told that it becomes your final authority. Yeah. It will mean nothing to you. Yep, absolutely. That's <laughs> so awesome. that's what it is. Yeah, well, we've nearly come to the we've nearly come to the end of the show today. Um, I want to just I know it just goes oh, by no. so quickly. Um, I've got you know we've got the question here. Um, uh, uh, hold on, there it is. Oh yeah, yeah, from Nathan. Um, uh, yeah, Pastor Jay, does God does God? Pun- oh, let me just read it again. Yeah, Nathan said earlier, thank God for your show. Help my girlfriend whom I love dearly, but but lately she's under the impression that God is punishing her. Does God punish us? Nope. Is that their own? Is <laughs> that's own perception? Yeah. The thing is, the Bible says, in this life, Paul says, in this mm-hmm. life you will face trials and tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I've overcome. That's what he says. So people have this perception that if you become a Christian, it's all hunky-dory and it's all rosy. No, 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 no. Read the word for what it is. It says in this life you will face trials and tribulations. So it's part of your walk. It's part of 
God maturing you in becoming that which he has called you before the foundation of the earth mm. to become. Mm. Yeah? Mm. I mean, no, no, no. If people go to gym, why? And pick up weights, why? Mm. They want to become stronger. Mm. So if you mm. don't face trials and tribulation, you will not become the person that you God has called you to become. So trials and tribulation as part of your walk. Walking, the Bible says that we need to work out our salvation with fear yeah. and trembling. In other words, you need to reverence God for who he is. And God will then become that which he has called you Amen. to become in your life. Thank you. Um, Nini, last words? Yeah, before I, I, I just want to say to that, that person that, um, you know, there, there's... There is no such thing that God God is busy punishing you. I think that we obviously, when the decisions that we make in life, there are consequences to yes. our decisions that we make. Mm. But God is not a God that punishes you. In fact, He loves you, and you know what? He's already forgotten about what you've done. Mm. He's looking at tomorrow, and He's hoping for your future. Yeah. Mm. So I, I just want to say to that person, man, just let it go, man. God loves you. Absolutely. Well, I want to just thank my guest today, Janine. Thank you so much for coming in. Such a pleasure. Uh, Foster, Jay. Hopefully, you know, like, hopefully, in the, do, do you guys are going to come back again. Yes. To give us some it. more of your, of your nuggets. An hour. Absolutely. You're right, Duncan. An hour does seem a little bit short because <laughs> there's just so much, there's just so much in the subject that we really can kind of get, you know, can kind of get into. But I also want to thank Chris because, because I know Chris is not, not a religious person, but no. that he listens in. And to anybody else who, who keeps, you know, like, who keeps listening, I believe that if you search, you will find. Absolutely. And all of us are in that, um, are in that position and we're just hearing about things that that we found right here on the open book till next time i'm louis obala and see you again soon next thursday if you are um if you are with us we love you guys have a wonderful day and week ahead of you bye cliffcentral.com